0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Soccer Rangers Podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and whatever the hell Netflix is doing now. I'm Robert, I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole,
1: I'm the Green One. I'm Tyler, I'm the Black Ranger.
2: I'm John, I'm the Silver Ranger.
1: And today, we're
0: going to talk about a train wreck. Well, okay, we can't go and prove that yet, but we're going to talk about a train wreck... That's likely to happen a following up a train favorite. wreck that happened in the past based on something that was a financial success.
3: Okay. I was going to say, which train wreck? Because in the past two weeks, there's been like six. Mm hmm. Oh.
0: I'm going to talk about something less controversial than what could be. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Netflix's adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender live action. Because mm-hmm. we're trying this again. I don't know. God help us. I mean,
2: it could be good. I mean, they've done it once before. As... They got it out of their system. So I think there's a chance for it to come out all right. I don't know. We'll see. I For a little bit of background
0: context, so Viacom slash Nickelodeon has been expanding their horizons in terms of where they're promoting their media So, Avatar The Last Airbender has found its way onto about a dozen streaming services in the last three months. And on top of that, you're going and looking at uh, the Nickelodeon side of Viacom has been starting to go and roll out more of their content onto streaming services like Netflix. And Netflix has gotten a couple of good boosts from uh, not only Avatar The Last Airbender, also the... TV series that's been done for two years that for some reason Nickelodeon decided not to air on their own stations, Glitch Techs, which did really good with its, quote, season one premiere, and now with them going and launching the second half of the series, it's proving to be a good partnership for them. So, with all that in mind, about a year ago, they finally greenlit another live-action version of Avatar The Last Airbender, not to be confused with the one that happened, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong, back joke. about joke, 10 you years ago. You stole my joke,
3: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sorry,
0: I've been, uh, I, I've been on the M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong thing way too long, so it's it's just gotta be.
2: Whenever I think of M. Night Shyamalan now, I always go back to Nostalgia Critics when he first did his Shyamalan jokes. Oh god. That was like the best. What a
0: twist. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm
0: sure we'll end up talking about that movie later, but Netflix got a lot of good press coming off of this announcement because they announced that the original showrunners were coming back to go and help work on this. Uh, so, uh, Michael, uh, Dante DiMartino, or Mike DiMar- or DiMartino, as a lot of people know him, and Brian, nobody can ever pronounce his last name, uh, Konizetsko. Uh, both were working for about a year with Netflix on this before leaving the project, apparently back in April and only recently announcing to the public that they were out of this and citing creative differences being their reason for leaving. Hmm. And uh, since then, it's only gotten messier. So, uh, yeah, first, uh, I guess going into this, I have to go and ask... You guys knowing this was going to be a thing. Um, was I the only one that felt like this was going to be a hot mess right from the get-go?
1: From the get-go? Well, has it been from the get-go? Because the idea is, yeah, they had the creative directors of the show on there to help move things along. Um, past, past, uh, what's 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 the saying? Past uh, results... Or past problems don't predict future results. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Is, is past success?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Past performance is past not indicative of future results. Yeah, there, there we you go. go. Uh,
1: so, yes, uh, I, clearly we've uh, um, Nick Looney has fucked, <laughs> <laughs> fucked around with Avatar: The Last Airbender. Just quite say a bit. fucked up. Just say not, fucked up. No, not, it's fucked not fucked up. really. No, that's not the right word, Cole. They no. fucked around. That's what they did.
3: Okay, like, fine. Legend they... of
2: Korra was a pretty decent exper- experiment. Okay, yeah. I I,
3: I, I mean, more along the lines of Shumalama Ding Dong. No. Uh, <laughs> um, no,
1: even then. it's Fucked up is not the right word. You can't.
3: Yeah, because, like, that, that movie, for
0: all of the criticisms I can make about it, the one thing I will go and say, even the creators of Avatar don't hate that particular movie because, in some respects,. It's actually very true to form with what the original show is. It is.
3: Although, from it's just, wh- while I have not seen it... Of course you haven't, Cole. Uh, as true to form, um, I have never heard a good thing about it. Ever. You, well, th- here's,
1: I just want to say, Cole, you you live on the internet, and you live through the internet no,
0: in the No, this is also from people who
3: it. I know who have seen it. Yes. Yeah. So, like, friends of like,
0: ours who have seen it. it here's... Here's the problem with it, is that Shyamalan, and this is actually a compliment that becomes a problem. Okay. Because he tried to go and play too many elements too close to what it was. A lot of the backstory stuff was really tried to go and capture everything that was going on. They tried to cram too many story elements in there. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of arguable that it wasn't really faithful with what was being done with it. It's just trying to go and condense 26 episodes worth of content into a single movie. Well, I should say 22 episodes. Sorry, thinking on anime terms, not the first yeah, production just season of Avatar. The Avatar.
1: first book into. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. So. Yeah, because
0: basically the entire movie is going from Aang or Ong. That's a whole other issue. I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. That it know. starts with Aang getting released from his frosty prison. and ends with the siege on the pole which is the entire storyline of the first season and captures everything including Zuko's change and evolution as a character that happened during the first season had it just focused on one character or another it'd be fine the problem is they literally tried to cram too much of the content without adapting it for a live action format Because if there's one thing I can say about it yeah, you know, just to go and say that there is a major problem. The movie itself is almost cartoonish. While every element visually in it is too grounded in reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in some respects, they didn't change enough to make it work.
1: Yeah. This is... There's a point. This is a thing I've talked about. I don't, don't know if I've talked on the podcast. I may have. Uh, high fantasy... Or uh, high concept fantasy, which that show kind of very much is. It has to build an entire world with, with uh, uh, again the whole beginning of the show is them just doing, uh, uh, explaining how the world works. If you have to explain how your world works at the beginning of your show, that is high concept fantasy, and it never works in movie format because you have to cram so much information into a hour and a half. And that is a downfall of a lot of that stuff, and that's why you're seeing a lot of these high-concept fantasies, uh, what they used to do, which is like the mini series on, like, sci-fi or such, where they had hour-long episodes, seven of them, which is like seven or, uh, like, four movies worth of content uh, in bingeable spots. Uh, and they're doing that, again, with Netflix. Uh, that's why I'm seeing... Uh, things like Golden Compass uh, or uh, His Dark Materia is getting its uh, show on HBO.
0: Yes, HBO. Uh,
1: I feel like that one will be good because it's going to be high concept and they have time to tell you all this information. Same thing with um, the live action uh, for Netflix. It's hour-long show, so it's kind of the idea of like giving you time to take in all that information. But it's also one of those things where a lot of people already know Avatar. And a lot of that information, I think a lot of people just kind of already know, like Spider-Man. Um, what was the most recent show that they did one of the movies? Enter um, the Spider-Verse? I think it was that one. No, that one wasn't it. It was one of the newest movies where they didn't do Homecoming. It, just, it went right into it. Um, yeah, kind of like Homecoming. Those ones where you just
2: they you literally s- Spider-Man's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
0: how many times do we need to see Uncle Ben get killed? Yeah. yeah. How many times do we need to go and see Bruce Wayne's parents get shot? It's yeah, been they just done. Really okay, it worked in Joker,
2: but I'm going to stand by that. It's been it's, done it's so s- many times, we might as well get action figures <laughs> of it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's assumed there's <laughs> knowledge you're going into this because it's just common knowledge now. It's a household knowledge. Uh, Cole, you have a question.
3: Yes, uh, something that you mentioned, because I actually had not heard about the Golden Compass being put onto an HBO show. Oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. Um, am I the
0: only one that's seen
3: this no I've seen, seen it. I've seen, HBO I've seen it. is I've, I've seen the h I've seen the original move, the movie and I've read yeah. a couple of the books no uh, I, I mean the show. his
0: dark materials it came out last year
1: yeah oh, dark materials been, yeah. it's it's uh having HBO you gotta have to have HBO which is a thing and so that's that's like a weird that is kind of some of that. That's why like miniseries didn't really take off. Cause you had have to have something like sci-fi or showcase because yeah. it's, it's a, it's a gate. It's a, a gate that you have to get past to be like, have HBO. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is so common that everyone has it. Um, or, or they Hulu, have someone in their family who has it. Hulu. Yeah. Sharing Hulu. Even that is a gatekeep. Cause that is only America. Um, I used to be able to watch stuff on Hulu, can't anymore because it starts blocking you if you're using a VPN. So, yeah, it's like having it on certain sites. Netflix is so a household name. It's a household product that having something on to Netflix is guaranteed. Well, even though it's not guaranteed, someone's most it's guaranteed most people are going to watch it uh, unless they have a lot of shit on there, which is... One of the downsides is some things get lost in the muck unless they don't push it.
3: But I just—the question that I actually had Mm -hmm. was just to confirm that Golden Compass was uh, failed because it tried to shove too much shit in, right? Correct? Kind of. Well, what's I? I, And I'm talking about the the film. Yeah. What's your opinion?
1: Because that's actually a very applicable film in the same kind of spot. Almost definitely.
3: Yeah. (laughs) because so. I remember Robert brought that up while we were talking about films that failed a while yeah because
0: like that one is actually financially successful technically mm. yeah but it's such a divisive film overall mm-hmm. like even going and looking here at IMDB the thing's only got a 6.1 out of 10 and this is a film that very much was marketed towards <sighs> kids which tend to go and have higher scores than that <clears throat> So. Even just the casting, but yeah, no, the film was really littered with too much material on there.
1: Yeah, a lot
0: for is, what made sense. It's
1: a lot has to go into it to explain the whole world, and if you don't come to a reasonable point in like, it, that's just the hard part of like that high concept fantasy. Is you got a lot, you got to explain, and no one. Uh, It's like certain beats you gotta hit. Like, sure, you can sit there and explain everything all day and explain the world, but people don't really find that enjoying. It's a small percentage. Yeah. Like to see stuff happen, and then you can either make a bunch of stuff happen, and then people are also going, "I have no idea what the fuck's going on," because there's a bunch of stuff you don't know. You just see people doing stuff, and you're like, "But why are they doing it?" And that's the other side of it. It's yeah, audiences are hard. Kind of. There is a name for this.
2: <laughs> there is a name for it's this.
0: It's the Dungeons and Dragons Paradox.
2: It's also oh. what they did for WoW, the World of Warcraft movie, you know? Like, they yeah. didn't give yeah. enough world building, so people didn't know what was going on. They, I yeah, they that developed. one,
1: they assumed you knew what's going on.
3: Because they were der- yeah. they were specifically going after the fans of World of Warcraft.
2: Because when I watched The Golden Compass, my, I never read the books. So I was glad that they actually did a pretty decent explain- explanation of stuff at the beginning. You know, with the whole two souls thing. I thought that was uh, kind of a good thing to get things understood.
0: Yeah, no, it it wasn't bad. It's just... Like I actually just went and found a couple of quotes from developers of the of that movie, and the executive producer said, "We pigeonholed ourselves when it came to a sequel. It was her. Finan- it was financially successful enough. The studio wanted to do more, but none of our writing staff really knew what to do with ourselves anymore. We had put too much in." To be able to go and develop a sequel that didn't feel like we were either going to be retreading material or having to backtrack massively far. Mm-hmm. Mm. They focused too much on the first film and not enough on what was intended to go and be for others.
1: Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's a big part of that is like a weird balance of figuring out what's the right thing to do they like give people enough to know what they're going on about and i think that's the i think that's why the idea is like mini series and series are way more suited for that where you have a lot more time to build up and every episode you can give a little bit of information or backstory on some kind of thing and then some things can happen so you have a, a good bite size amount of oh this is some explanation to uh, something that you're wondering about and then if you're curious about like oh they leave things open-ended a little bit so that when you get further down the episodes they then can fit uh, ask your questions and get leaving you on a bit of a cliffhanger for you to go from episode to episode if you do that in a movie it's just like those are always the movies that are often they're like the middle of a series uh of like a trilogy where they leave it open-ended and it's like okay now you're here you're invested uh uh, like such things as um uh avengers um um infinity uh infinity war like that one is what how they ended that movie because they're like okay there's a second part it's guaranteed there's a second part uh that is that one's a hard one to like compare to this because that was actually I... very good and everyone liked it but there's a, a certain amount of people that also didn't like that movie because of how open-ended and bad it made you feel at the end because of oh yeah no you know, it, it, it really... challenged
0: you as a viewer yeah at the end of the film and it's like what do you do with that
1: yeah yeah so. it's
0: like that's what I love about it, but I understand why there's some people that absolutely despise that film because
1: of the last five minutes. Because you of can Spider do that Man in dying. episodes, yeah, yeah. You can do that in yeah. episodes and series, and then you go, "Oh shit, that hurt me." Time to binge the yeah. next episode, and then you've watched seven hours because there's seven episodes or something. Um, well,
0: and that's just it. This is something I've talked about on how I don't see video game movies really working. Unless it's something that's really abstract and simple that you can really write your own story just set in that world. But in television, it should work much better. And even though I have a ton of problems with The Witcher, (laughs) at the same time, I have to go and say it does prove the point that at least something like that has a chance in television formatting. (laughs) Whereas if they tried to make a film out of... They tried making films out of The Witcher, and they have not been well-received. They've never really gone outside of their home country. And it's not because foreign films don't work on a lot of these streaming services. The Criterion Collection just look at par- proves that things like that can work just fine. Just look at par- Parasite.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's just it. Yeah.
0: yeah, There's plenty of films. It, the idea that the American market, you know, hates reading subtitles isn't true and honestly hasn't been true really ever the problem is it's got to be something good
3: Mm -hmm. although there are those assholes and racists that don't want to do that that don't want um, to
1: i think that comes down to like this with the the establishment of like the summer blockbuster where it is all fun and games and people don't want to go there for like that reading and all that stuff but um yeah that no, was, is it going to be something that yeah. you're going
0: to go and spend $15 going to the theater to go and watch when you're just looking for a distraction for real life? Yeah. No. Is it something that you're going to go and put on Turner Classic Movies, Hulu, Netflix? If he's just like, oh, wait a minute. Is this the 1932 French Beauty and the Beast?
1: Hmm. <laughs> It's a classic. Yeah. See, that's just it. It's like, yeah, nowadays, especially nowadays, with everything being on demand, uh, digitally streamed, you can get your hands on anything, and they can put anything from other countries in there. I'm seeing a lot of... That was a thing I saw Netflix sneakily doing, I kind of say, is they would put these things called Netflix Originals on there, and I look at him going, <laughs> no, those are from another country that wasn't aired here, and you're just... Putting that on there because you got the license rights for North America. Yeah, you yeah. you
0: bought the North American distribution rights for streaming, and you call it an original. It's yeah. like,
3: fuck you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as you guys were talking about like films that were adaptations and stuff like that, for some strange reason, my brain remembered a film I watched years and years ago. It wasn't until I read through the things I'm like, oh right, this is actually not that bad of a film. It was Stardust from 2017. That's a Tw- great oh. film. 2007. And I realized, I was like, I read through it, and I'm like, oh, right, I remember this film. It's actually not bad for a fucking romance film. Uh, yeah, no,
0: like, seriously, uh, Henry Cavill, I'll, le- I'll let him go and have his bad Superman not mustache face all he wants because of that movie. <laughs> is, he, is he the lead
1: in that movie? Uh, he was.
0: Yeah, he was. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, dude. Dude, I don't even have my HD DVD drive for the Xbox 360 anymore. I still own a DVD, a Blu-ray, and an HD DVD copy of that movie. It is one of my favorites.
3: Because <laughs> that was... Yeah. The, I just yes. thought about it. I was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, what was the exact premise of that film? Other than uh, like a shoot, a star falling to Earth. And people trying to chase it. And I was like, oh, right. And I read the whole plot synopsis. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> this is what this film is about. This is actually pretty good.
1: It doesn't even look like Henry Cavill. He just...
3: Like,
0: no. I know young Henry Cavill is very different than modern Henry Cavill. Yeah,
1: it's just fantasy, such a good. And um, like... About
3: about five inches of extra, of less muscle, like <laughs> like, uh, like no muscle whatever at all in this old film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's part of it. The... Wasn't this also the one with the weird dancing like a fe- uh, pi- uh, pi- uh, sky pirate? Yes, oh, De Niro. Yeah. yeah, De Niro played like the like flamboyant pirate. It was yeah, awesome. was... Captain Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, loves it. Love that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is definitely a good movie. But no, I just was thinking about that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> high,
1: high concept fantasy. That one. Oh, yeah, that's what that bit...
3: that's what triggered it. it the, was the that, that, that high one works setup. though? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one doesn't have to explain a whole lot because that's the whole premise. You're in England and you're going into a fantasy. That's like, that's the idea of those other high fantasies is like, they don't immediately go into it. Uh, like, um, uh, Valerian. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Is such a high. That's the whole beginning of it is just them having to explain the world to you. Um, Stardust does well because you're, he, the main character you can imprint yourself upon because he is from our world. And he is experiencing the this fantasy world. He's going to him with along. He isekai him. himself. It is an isekai. It is an isekai, and that's why. Okay. That's yeah, no truck
0: coon, cool, but it was an isekai.
1: Yeah, the truck. It was a. It was a stoned fence coon. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, but like uh, Valerian. I feel like that could have been way better as a. Uh, um, as a miniseries, like all these, they're be way better as miniseries because they have they have more time to tell you things and then also show you things and not immediately throw it in your face. Go, this is a r- crazy, outrageous thing that you now have to accept wholly. And you're like, wait, I got questions. No, nope, no time for questions. On to the next scene. You're like, oh, you'll oh, figure no, it
3: out wait. as we, as you go. Let's go. Or
1: you, or you we'll don't, take, and then that's what we'll makes them not received well.
2: We'll take the destiny route. We could explain <laughs> yes. this to you, but we're not going to.
1: Just explain fucking nothing. Right? I wish I... <laughs> there is no story. It's just a guy running around flailing and shooting things all the time. Like, oh, I, guess I wish
0: I could explain. Thing. Yes, I wish I could explain why I don't have time to explain what
2: happened.
3: I've seen <laughs> I've like... seen short films that make fun of that.
2: Yeah, because it was, oh, it was bad. Corridor
3: uh, yeah. quarter, quarter Digital does this all the fucking time. They're like, we don't have time to explain. It. Let's go. I think they did a time travel one about a time traveling mini fridge. It was weird.
2: Uh... <laughs> Time travel itself is confusing, though.
0: That's the whole. point. I mean, especially if you're <laughs> Avengers, where it literally goes and mocks the fact that it has no idea how time
3: travel works. Because it's like,
2: yeah. whenever you put it in a movie, you either make it too serious or not serious enough.
3: I have a quick question. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because I've I enjoy the there's um, uh, you guys know uh, what was it, Miniphysics? The guy on YouTube, mm-hmm. he does the little stick figures about explaining physics. But he also um, during the anniversary of Back to the Future, he explained the different types of time travel. <laughs> what type of time travel is is the Avengers movie? Oh, um, you because I know Tyler has watched this thing because he was the one who showed it to me originally.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's what what do they call that? It's that one where it's like the same as. Uh, where they just jump back and forward, and it's like the uh, is it the far, type, is it the
3: Back to the Future style?
1: Yeah, it's like Type A, Type B, and Type C. Uh, it's yeah. it's a two way trip. They can go both ways back because uh, like the idea was um, there's well maybe it's Type C because Type C was just like it doesn't make sense. There is no plot. Yeah, good point. I think that actually was literally the, the
3: third version. Type A is all
1: like string theory where they go forward and backwards and it's fine. And Terminator was the other one where they can only go back in
3: time and that's it. Which is, eh. So. Um, but in any case. Um, Sorry for the derail. I just had that real quick question for some reason. Anyway.
1: Yeah, well, let's get back to Avatar.
2: Honestly, I'm a little excited to see what they'll do with the um, live action stuff, because I will say this. I know a lot of people didn't like certain ideas taken with the uh, martial arts, but I thought some like the way they went with the fire bending was really well done. You know, Mm -hmm. the way they would manipulate the fire and or the like cut punches and kicks were very well done. Like they were, you know, whipping up the fire and then chucking it. That was cool. Very cool to see. Okay,
0: you're talking about from the live action. Movie, yeah, from the right? yeah from yeah, the live I'm action.
2: Like oh, how yeah. yeah no like how he had to scoop the fire and then f- manipulate it. That was cool. And quick question: Did
3: in the live action did they go by the set martial styles that the that the anime did?
0: To a certain degree, largely. Yeah, it, it, this is where it gets kind of tough because even even in the animation, Avatar. It, it, the creators and the animation team studied a bunch of def- or a bunch of types of martial arts and developed the forms based as a on base that. yes as a base mm-hmm. yeah but yeah even then you know later on in the series there became less and less emphasis on those forms as they went along as it became more about the story than the visual spectacle that the show had started off with an
3: interesting fact and about that actually that I just wanted to quickly mention is that mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the first series, you can see each of their own of each of the characters borrowing each other's stances and styles, with how they did their yeah, own. Yeah, no, there's and they because they it's like lot. they were learning from each other, and that's why they became so good at, at such a young age.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, there there's a lot of good work that was put into it, and a lot of hidden details. You could definitely tell that, especially uh, the first and second seasons of Avatar, definitely were a labor of love. In terms of what was put into them. Season 3, which I still believe is the best season, does lose a little bit of that, though. As they had to go and get that thing finished. They only had a season to go and wrap up the entire story. And they wanted to go and, you know, finish off everything as efficiently and as cleanly as possible. Yeah. And with the exception of what happened to Jet, they did pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little bit off.
3: Yeah, it's like, did he die no one knows. I don't know. Seems very open. <laughs> uh, the the funny thing is that if you actually look on reviews for mm-hmm. the Avatar The Last Ender, Airbender, there's only one bad episode <laughs> that has nothing to do with the rest of the series. that everyone's like, you can skip this one. It's the one about the fucking canyon and the fucking... And that's a good one. Two... Yeah, what was that? The
0: Great Divide or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that that the a two clans
3: pissed off at each other, remember? It- it's the only yeah, like, one that has a bad review. A, a, you
0: gotta look. <laughs> well, and even then, it's not even a
2: bad episode. No. It just
3: doesn't live up to the rest of them. And you you it's pointless. At, There's no story that actually matters in it.
2: It's a point. It's supposed to be about Aang learning to be the Avatar. You know,
3: it's the him learning to be diplomatic and.
2: Yeah, which I thought was very well yeah. done, and then I I like the little chibi thing at the end where he explains that it was just kids playing the game.
3: Well, he and then right after that, he's like, I don't fucking know. I never met him.
2: Yeah, but it worked. (laughs) I just lied.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. But uh, going to answer your original question there, Cole. So in the live action, and this is something that I thought actually would be good if they didn't follow it too closely to the original. Mm -hmm. One of the things they changed in the movie was there actually was a real reliance on the materials themselves. Yes, yes. And I really like that. Like the yes. firebenders, despite the fact that they are arguably the strongest in terms of what damage they can do, yes, also dangerous. don't have the ability to create fire themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're having to go and use some sort of an external source, whether Breach. it go and be, yeah, flint or it go and be, you know, fire columns that they have set up.
2: It's very cool. It's
0: really interesting what they did with that. And it makes for something that could have been really compelling until you get to like the earthbenders
1: that have been locked up. In a place that is nothing but Earth, I think. I think the idea is like, yes, it's. It's. I. I love that. I love that. Because uh, in the series, it always bothered me. This, like, oh, the Waterbenders. Oh, just keep them away from water. Earthbenders, they're all killed off. So, and also Earth or, or Airbenders, they're all killed off. And also, Airbending was definitely more designed about being evasive, not offensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Earthbenders were strong. They were always surrounded by Earth and that kind of which is why their kingdom was the biggest (laughs) and yeah and then fire but they also had because just always pull fire from nowhere and it always felt off it felt like that everyone else was like using a thing and then when i saw that in the movie that's a great thing where they they had to pull fire from these braziers that's what i um, liked braziers yeah it's i think that was like one of the best parts of the live action movie was that and i was like this makes way more sense
2: i like the part and, in the yeah, uh... in
3: my head okay while i kind of agree with you that it's good that they have a source at the same time as someone who does a little bit has done a little bit of extra research not extra research but the way that i the way i've always seen it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it, the inner fire with a lot so of they spiritual... About this. Uh, yes. They actually
1: talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, this is the point I was just about to get to. Um, Tyler, go for it. So in the show... Which show did they Did they do the live-action show? I think they talked about that. It's like it's considered a higher... Uh, like against there, there's levels of like how much you can control so lightning. like lightning the lightning from yes. super so powerful. they kind of changed in in the in the uh, cartoon lightning was like this high chi technique that you could learn to control lightning um, in the movie I believe they touched on it where you can they they basically you don't that's like a higher technique is like yeah controlling like the heat and chi from your body where you can create fire from that but it is like a higher level technique that not everyone knows uh, so that you can yeah. pull so things.
3: essentially they made it that way yeah okay. so they, they did like much. kind of
1: go into that like that mm-hmm. was they put thoughts and so like pulling they didn't make oh everyone has fire all the time where uh, the higher level of like blood bending is like one of those things where it's like oh blood bending that's you have to use water where you have it and that's where some of it is and then um, yeah. Yeah. trivia question
3: well, and, trivia mm-hmm. question Okay. What is lava bending? Earth bending. Yeah, you're right. It's earth bending. It yes, earth bending.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I. They, here, here's the thing, Cole's kind of going to your point. Sorry, here, I just wanted I to. I just where to going. Quick test with this, we were
3: talking about high level techniques, so I thought that'd be kind
0: of yeah. fun. Yeah. No. Um. Although I refuse to go and describe anything that Bolin does as high level. Hey. Uh,
3: anyway. <clears throat> I
1: think, so that, this is the this is my here's my hot take, Bolin. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It might talking not about actually be a high
1: guy. level, it's just that uh, Lava Bending is a high level technique. He is part Fire Bender and basically took a shortcut. I don't know, Maybe. You know what? I'm willing to go with
0: that, even though it completely flies in the face of the entire Avatar mythos. Much like most of the Legend of Korra.
3: Uh, <laughs> in oh, what gosh. way? I'm actually kind of curious. We, wait, is this
1: going to turn? We, should we just do an Avatar lore podcast? Is that where we're going? Because now? I've
3: watched the entire of the first first uh, of the first series. I have not watched all of Korra. I have not watched. I've Korra. watched all of Korra. There's I'd love way to.
1: more stuff in Korra. If you haven't watched, I, I've, I've, Korra, watched clips of I've watched clips
3: of Cora. We, we we
0: could we could talk about Cora another time, but I think there is plenty to talk about there. Is it a good series or a bad one? I actually would love to have that discussion another time.
3: Oh, by the way, but um, the per- I was I actually kind of forgot about Bolin when it came to firebending. I was talking more about Gazan.
1: Yeah, well, no, because oh, he's right, the one yeah. that brought it up, and he was like, "That's it." Bolin only just learned to do it later, but again, it's like. He's, he's he's the earthbender and his brother's a firebender but he has both a fire and earthbender parents so it's like how does that genetically go so he's is because that's the thing it's like fire earth water all those are genetically passed down to their kids is that so right be, it is it is mm-hmm. it is the way yeah. they treat it is like genetically passed down um, okay, because
3: I, some, I I because the way that I had assumed it was, and there is a is good that chance that gotta you gotta watch Legend of Korra. Watch Legend of Korra. Okay, okay. And
2: okay. there uh, be uh, John, also there is also a good chance that you wouldn't even inherit any of your parents' bending abilities; that you would just be a yeah. normie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, going back yeah. to the live action, I one of my was just one of my show. favorite scenes is when Zuko, you know, he's going after Aang, right? Yeah. And he's got his old torch. Like he's got all his ammunition right here, and I just like that perspective. And then yeah, like no, the way how it, he's there's... like somewhat protecting it but using it at the same time, because he's going up against water bending, so Yeah. That'd be a major enemy. Yeah, no,
0: there were some cool scenes there, and especially like Iroh's betrayal of the Fire Nation mm-hmm. at the North Pole. You've got the Koi have just been killed and all that. Yeah, the moon is dying. The waterbenders are losing their ability at this point. Mm -hmm. And everybody at this point that we've seen that are firebenders have all needed something to go and produce flame. That was such a badass thing. And when Iroh goes and turns his back on the general and casts them all out of the sanctuary, what does he do? Literally summons fire from his hands and mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the higher level stuff. He's the dragon
3: of the west. What do you expect?
0: But that's just it, though. But that was something that was very cool about that, that I I will go and say without going too far, that was something that I appreciated in that film that captured the nature of these more capable, these higher level, higher tiered vendors in the original that's kind of lost in, like, The Legend of Korra. Mm. Uh, but once again, we'll save Korra for another time because yeah. there's plenty yeah. to talk about there, both good and bad. I got yeah. a question that's, for uh,
2: all you guys. Yeah. Everyone says the avatar is the symbol of peace, but I would argue that no. he is more chaos. No. I'd say he brings more harm than good. Would you guys agree I, with I have that? One really?
3: I have one word. Kyoshi. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, you got... Uh, Kyoshi, I'll agree with that one.
1: <laughs> it's like, if anything, it would be the symbol of greed. Because... Because... all these just like... Like, if you, again, if you watch Legend of Kor- uh, Korra, it has that, like, what is it, two-part episode uh, about explaining the first Avatar uh, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. he got all the bending powers. And it's like, he just kind of went around and asked for all of them and wanted them. And that was kind of what happened. And mm-hmm. then everyone kind of got it. And, yeah, I don't know.
3: <laughs> um, but going back to what you were saying about the genetic thing.
1: Yeah, you, gotta just, was, you just gotta watch. Toph wasn't Core.
3: fucking genetic based. What? Like, like, if you look at Toph, I, for example, look at it, her, her, her parents.
1: You, you, you gotta watch Legend of Korra. You just got it's gonna have all these answers that you're about mm-hmm. to ask me. Okay, like then. the how I I can spoil it for you. How all of a sudden a bunch of random people got airbending powers. Yep.
3: Then what about the thing is like they weren't to bend from the Sky Bison? They learned to they weren't earth bending from the Again, mo- from the digger mole. Again, you're going to have to watch I,
1: Legend of Korra. It's from in the there. Dragons. Like, come on. Go watch Legend <laughs> yeah, of Korra. It's, it's in there.
0: It, it it's in there. It flies in the face of the original, but it's in there.
1: Yep. It's it has to do like the way they learned it is basically the uh uh them doing that that spiritual of l- unlocking it in that person. Because then I think theoretically that means the avatar could give air and fire bending to anyone and make another avatar if the the logic is sound there. So, which I think it is,
0: but yeah, no, there's there's a lot to go into there. Yeah. Quick
3: question: Was there ever any dual bending, dual benders? I think that's the idea. Just of, the
0: avatar.
1: Yeah, I think that's the idea. No, that's of, like, not
3: dual bending. That's quad bending. That's different. Quad, quad bending.
2: Dual um, bending would defeat okay. the purpose of the avatar. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't say so. it?
0: No, really. It it would. I would say that it would go and lessen the impact of the avatar. I guess
3: that's true. Yeah. It wouldn't be a
1: common thing, obviously. But no, and I think that's the idea.
3: No, but then
0: if.
1: Is it starts yeah, no, creeping. but, like, I,
0: I think of Endeavor from uh, My Hero, and it's, like, his push to go and make a Todoroki somebody that has his oh, yeah. raw destructive power, but also wants them to go and have the ability to go and keep them from going and, you know, burning up. Mm. Uh, as we found out in the uh, Season 4 finale... Uh, is one of his biggest weaknesses is his ability to go and regulate himself while using his power at full blast. Mm-hmm. It, it's very interesting, Todoroki's whole purpose on there. I, I've learned a very different appreciation for that. The problem is, if you had something like that in Avatar, you'd have people trying to do the same thing uh, I for guess one reason true. or another.
3: I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of. And, I was and just that, that definitely goes and falls that.
0: into the selfishness thing that you were talking about, Tyler. Yeah. Even with good intentions, still selfish.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like so, forcing a bunch yeah. of spirits into our world? Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, did you guys Fuck, ever we have f- a lot of things to say about Korra. Yeah. <laughs> she
1: was,
2: was, a was a terrible bad. avatar. Yeah. I said it.
1: She said it yeah. herself. She constantly said that. She always had problems. She yeah. didn't want to be an avatar. I don't think she did. Yeah. Although it's she like, bragged cause... about it. She... Well, because like, how old was she? Too young. Show? In like her almost early 20s, late teens.
0: I I think in the first season she was like 16. Oh, okay.
1: Oh yeah. Then yeah, it's like it was only a few years so it's like
3: Where technically wasn't that the age that she was supposed to start?
1: Um she usually was going... that's what she
0: was supposed to be told. Yeah, that's that that's what the I meant. At that age that age, oh, yeah, but she
1: found out cuz she could just bend to multiple things at a young age and now at that point it's just like yeah. oh, she knows. Oh, <laughs> let's yeah. yeah let's
0: let's stop talking about uh Cora at this point because <laughs> oh my god there's too much to talk about there um,
1: <laughs> what I do want to also bring up is one of the biggest flacks for the live-action movie um is race actually
3: yeah
0: yeah no and that was definitely a misstep even back then i I know that uh, the climate has definitely changed on this recently but even back then, it was really criticized.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And not even... I, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me because it's like... It's not even so much that they whitewashed it because there were a
1: lot of ethnicities in there. But, well, like, none of it matched up at all. That's the thing. is It, it was, like, a complete change <laughs> of a lot of stuff because the whole fire... Like, again, it, uh, it, I don't know how true to form you can really be because, like, again, they consider Earth Nation is Chinese. Uh, ja- uh, the Japanese were the Fire Nation. Uh, the uh water nations were like the inuit and also uh the uh swamp swamp people too um mm-hmm. and the, the swamp people were, were like
3: they were like what They've, they they tr- treated them like hifty they're,
1: swamp, they're 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 swampy boys man they're down south Oh so yeah they
0: definitely that. that's what they were
1: they're, um yeah. and then the um the the uh, uh, Air Nation was the um, um, Nepal's, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. Yeah. So
1: it's not like again, it's not like it wasn't. It was it weirdly was a still,
3: like Shaolin and that. It was kind of weird. Like, yeah, the it was still team, like yeah. Nepal. Yeah, area.
1: Um, so it's weird because like it's not like it didn't have diversity because what he did is he uh, M Night Shyamalan is um uh, what. Uh, where's he from he's east India? indian yeah he's east yeah. Indian. I think. Yeah, he's, he's an indian american yeah so he changed again he changed the whole fire nation to east indian which still kind of makes sense um yeah that that part i don't have as much of an issue with but then the idea because what happened with the uh, inuits is the uh um uh the actor uh the uh the girl is was the producer's daughter um -hmm. and so that's what they did and then with that happening uh it was said that like okay well then we got to kind of make a brother that matches and then that was their talk about making all the uh all the inuits white all of a sudden so casting white act whitewashing i guess yeah that's how it's saying but it was just because the producer wanted to make her daughter act or her daughter wanted to act whatever that is so yeah no it's it was just a mess and it just
0: it felt weird and unnatural all the way through yeah yeah and it's a shame because there were really good ideas it just tried to do too much and the ideas that were really strong weren't developed fully although I will say I have a lot of blame for that with Viacom Paramount Pictures Nickelodeon them cutting the CG budget for this film definitely hurt a lot the scene with it taking six Earthbenders to lift that one rock. That was bad. That that wasn't what that was supposed to be. It's just that their budget was knocked so far down that all of these creative assets that they'd made for it were going to be too expensive to put into the film and still have the finale. Mm.
3: That's so the one thing. That's the, of course, that's the biggest thing, thing I heard,
1: of course, was the special effects. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah
3: no, uh,
1: it's, what do you do with that again that's come down to your producers. Again.
3: But then again, you're also talking to someone who has a huge is a huge fan of Hong Kong style martial arts films. Like the Jackie Chan yeah, style about. and like everything like that. Like light of rope work yeah. and everything like that, but at the same time, <laughs> you can only go um, so far with that. I guess. Um
1: but like I want to give, like, M. Night Shyamalan credit because the reason he wanted to do that movie was because him and his daughter watched the show. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, hey, you watch a show, you enjoy it, and go, like, I want to do the movie for this show. It kind of means you you know the source material, which is something. So Mm -hmm. I wonder, like, how much, I don't know, it's, It's being a director, how much you change because you want to change, how much do you relate to something... Uh, so some things I could see, he go like that, again. We, Rob and I, seem to agree on the material aspect. That's like my biggest uh, thing that I think fixes the series. Is like I like way better in the movie than the series. Is that they have to have consequences, things to limit them to say, hey, we actually have to have material to do this thing. It can't just be I always have power all the time, uh, because it adds in, it can add in conflict. Uh, conveniently and easily uh, because all of a sudden oh, I want to fight and I'm always powerful but then oh I don't have any fire around me I either have to uh, really actually go to my limit and somehow get fire or find a creative way to get out of this situation it adds tension it adds story
3: I have a uh, question just, then was there any prison scenes in the first film
1: any, any Then, because
3: here's my question how would you jail a uh, firebender? You put him. They in. could never have. They could never have a visitor because how? Because because they would probably be, have to be kept in fucking darkness. Um, I. Because like how are they going to light the room?
1: Oh yeah, without yeah, this kind of, Well, it's also they're the uh, controlling race, so they never really like. I guess they jail other people, but then, yeah, things they like that. They had firebenders that,
3: were, that um, were in jail. It's
1: also things like, that's why they kept uh, earthbenders in metal cages, because then they could not bend the metal. Well, um, yeah. And then... Except for
0: in that movie!
1: Except for, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah they, there's some buds. They
0: broke their spirits, so they didn't want to bend. Yeah, I dumb. Guess. And then a kid showed up that didn't even airbend. And they just decided to believe it was the Avatar and fight back.
2: That's a thing. It... And then six guys lifted one rock. Because Earthbenders are supposed to be one of the most powerful threats in that universe. One Earthbender can take on a group of twenty people if necessary.
1: They're very yeah. strong. That's the whole. I guess that's the idea—is like they're very strong. There'd be your defense. I guess, like, if that's yeah. how you had it, you had like your. They
3: I mean, are the four fires. Your firebenders
1: are your offense. They've got a lot of power. Your earthbenders are very strong and defensible. Your your uh, your airbenders are very dexterous; they can get out of the way. Uh, you got your waterbenders, which are healers. They're your actual healers; they can he's, actually f- physically heal you with their waterbenders.
2: The strongest earthbender, Boomy, he was the best.
3: <laughs> Boomy was a badass. <laughs> oh, King. Boomy. Especially
2: when he like he goes to fight him and he rips off his shirt and he's just unnaturally ripped. <laughs> That was the best thing ever.
3: Actually, for a how like a hundred year old yeah. man, he's like. Actually, can I fight life?
2: the guy with the axe? <laughs> no reprints. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, I don't know. Have we come to any conclusions here?
2: I don't know. Uh, I'm willing ride. to give it <laughs> a try. I'm willing to give it a try.
1: I I, 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 am, I am as well, but I
0: gotta say I I've got concerns going and reading. Some of the comments that have come out of Mike DiMartino, who has been, honestly, a big professional uh, when it comes to anything that he's worked on. I've never heard him say anything despite a lot of drama, especially with Cora, with Nickelodeon producers, um, drama with the Dragon Prince over at Netflix. He's never commented on anything. The fact that he's being so vocal about the fact that when they were brought on... And agreed to go and give, you know, their seal of approval to the project. Because even though it technically is Viacom's property with Avatar The Last Airbender, they were smart in that they made sure that the projects themselves, if they're going to happen, that they always need to have producer credits and all that stuff. So the fact that Netflix was willing to go so far to, you know in good faith, bring them on and make sure that they had a lot of creative control and were able to go and steer the vision of the project, only to go and have them, to go and quote Mike DiMartino here, uh, to go and say that they had this great show of faith when they were announcing everything and getting good press off of it and then feeling like none of that actually materialized from the second that the ink dried on the paper, That's saying a lot from a guy like him. So that makes me wonder, really, what are they going for with this? That the creators of the show, who were going and pitching this, you know, their description of what it was supposed to be was a more complete telling of the story through a more focused lens. So probably a shorter series that focuses on more of the core beats of the original show, making for a more cohesive story than a lot of the episodic content is kind of the way that I read that. And for them to be going and saying that they don't really have confidence in the project going forward and they felt that they were basically being pushed aside. It's like that concerns me. I will probably be watching this when it comes out just to see what comes out of it. And I hope that it's good. They hope that it'll be good as well, but they just don't see that being the case. With what they've got right now. And I think that that is sad and a little concerning.
3: Yeah, that's something that we need to kind of be careful about.
0: Especially for somebody who did not watch it when it was new. I discovered Avatar late. Mm -hmm. I can't call myself one of the guys that watched it from the beginning. I thought it was just Nickelodeon's attempt at going and capturing some of the charm of Samurai Jack.
1: Hmm. But that is very valid points where you, yeah, no, like that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't. I'm not well. a
0: fanboy of the series. Yeah. I liked it, but I'm not a fanboy of the series. I discovered it honestly in like, I don't know, 2013. I actually sat down and watched it.
3: I think I watched it. Oh God. When did I see it first? Uh, probably late high school.
1: Yeah again even i watched it on netflix because when it was the first first put on netflix i just watched it all the way through because I'm like oh I, i've seen this show this is a show that people talk about and like and it's very good but like yeah who knows if but like man i wonder it, it does make you wonder though because like if the if the created directors that that created the show are going like if they were not they felt like they had no control or anything and walked away um that means it's going to be changed quite a bit from the original of what we're expecting. But is that going to be a change for the better or the worse? So we will have to watch it go in there basically expecting nothing. I don't know how I'm going to expect. Nothing. Yeah. No, expect I like the worst, if anything, and that might actually yeah. make it good where we go watch it. Uh, but that is going to be hard because we've got <laughs> things to compare it to. If it's brand new, yeah, you can watch it and you take it for what it is, but It's going to come out. It's got things. We're going to compare it to the series. Uh, But not even that. We have both something that we know is good, like the animated series to compare to, and we also have a movie to compare it to, which most people say is bad. So, who knows? It's got both extremes of what to compare to. So maybe that will make it just smack dab in the middle, which could either make it good, or it could just make it go, oh, that was a show. And then almost completely passable because it wasn't the worst thing, but it was the best thing, which is means that's almost even worse than any of those things. Cause it's just the least memorable mm. thing. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, no, you,
0: you, you've got the same thing going on that I do. It's like, I want to believe in this. I want to believe in the project. I just, I don't know. Part of this too, for me is that I really don't know what the creators are like behind the scenes. Like I said, I, I can note the professionalism of the two and the fact that they have been so good with the people that they're working <clears throat> with. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if this is just a vanity issue. It's just like, this is my brainchild. This is the thing that yeah. I did
1: That could also, and I
0: don't want to see it change. It could very easily be that. It's like they may make something that's, that's even better true. than the original for all we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't know for sure. I'm not going to go and say that this thing is going to be bad right off the bat. But I have, I think, reasonable
3: concerns. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that means you're not going to go in with high expectation, which is actually, again...
0: Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to go into this, like, with Justice League. Yeah. And I'm probably going to come out of it going, you know, it's not as bad as I expected. Which <laughs> normally makes is the yeah. best way to
1: watch those things, because you always appreciate it a little bit more than... What it actually was worth. Because, like, any movie that yeah. I've gone and going, expecting it to be bad, I have just enjoyed because I just had low expectations and they got past that and it makes it a little bit more.
3: That's boring. how you work for just Power Rangers, Rangers too, I if I remember right.
1: Um, man, sure. That's one of those things is like, I, I. A lot Because I, I came out, the, the, time, out the,
3: the, with the same. Viewpoint. I was like, ah, that wasn't bad. Yeah,
1: like what another one I'm thinking of? Uh, Happy Time Murders. um, (laughs) I forgot
3: about that one. (laughs) It's like another one that just like
1: I don't expect to be good. Uh, That's the one that (laughs) sticks (laughs) out.
0: I I I love that you go there because that's oh that that is one I wish I could have gone in with less expectation. It was so bad. Damn it. Oh, man, I, I wanted to believe, like, the Muffet Christmas Carol is one of my favorite movies ever, and it's Brian Henson, it's Jim Henson's kid that's doing it. It's like, they've been working on it for ten years. It's like, oh, that one, that one, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a good movie, but it should have at least had something that was worthwhile in it. And it's like, I, because I have reverence for his previous work, and, you know, his father in particular as well, it's like, seeing that movie, I just... I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get over how disappointed I was with that film, despite not even expecting it to be, like, a great movie. Just, oh.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. Man.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like, I didn't hate it, but I was mm. so disappointed.
1: I didn't I didn't go into theaters to watch it, but that's the thing. It's like, I already knew how it was received after, so that when I went and did go see it, it's just like, I don't expect It's supposed to be not well-received, uh... Even though it is like a Muppet, that's weird. It doesn't even. It's not. It shouldn't be a Muppet movie. It shouldn't be. Well,
0: it's 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 not because yeah. it's got nothing to do with Jim Henson Productions. It's got nothing to do with any of the Muppet licenses or anything like that. Yeah. They actually got sued by Sesame Street because of a tagline on a poster. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Like this. This thing was a hot mess for ten years before it came out. Hmm. And I just wanted to believe there was going to be something good in it. That was a sexy. <laughs> I, that was a thing alright. Yeah.
1: I don't know.
0: That was definitely a thing. There was so much silly sexual. My spring. mom went I to know. see
3: that film with a bunch of nurses. Wow. At a, at oh a, at a, my at word! <laughs> uh not a convention, but a, I think it was, they were at negotiations. And they went after work. Oh no. Oh gotcha. Wow. Um Oh I do know, it's, I,
0: it's no meat. Oh. I don't even think. We could, no, no it is not.
1: Oh God, I, if you rewatch Meet the Feebles it is also kind of like dated and
0: Oh yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, that one at least you understand what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Happy Time Murders, I still don't know what the hell they were trying to do if that was the ultimate execution
1: of what they did. Just a not even a good uh. mystery movie.
0: I think we've I think yeah, we've pumped no. this dry. Anyway, so... I'm depressed now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you want to take us home, Rob? Are you depressed you need to go? Yes,
0: I would. I would. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we hope you got something out of this. Uh, let us know if you want us to talk Legend of Korra. I'm actually very curious whether or not anybody has any interest in that. <laughs> I know how polarizing that series has become.
1: That, yeah, that could um, also just be just straight Avatar lore. We could do a lore episode.
3: Yeah, we we, we definitely could. We definitely could. I think we not need to like brush up a little bit. That, that yes. a, not like we haven't done that at Not like we haven't done episodes like that before.
2: I don't need to brush okay, up.
3: True. <laughs> yeah, John doesn't,
0: but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I recently rewatched the original Avatar. I have not rewatched Legend of Korra, so my opinions may be tainted towards experiences watching mm-hmm. it the first time.
2: So, Does this we'll mean see. the soccer Rangers are going to open up a cabbage uh, dealer at the uh, by soccer the con? Way, no, oh, no by cabbage the way, carts.
3: One of the weirdest <laughs> things I've ever seen was Cabbage Man. Getting into a Q&A line at a convention for the voice actor of Zuko and asking him if he would mm-hmm. like some cabbages. And then it, when, well, when Zuko that's... said, actually, in in pretty cool, I think he actually did voice. He was like, I think I'm, we're going to be okay. And it's like, my cabbages! And then ran away. <laughs> <laughs> mm
2: hmm.
0: Well, that's the thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know what you think. Uh, reach out to us, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at Soccer Rangers, Instagram at Soccer uh, Now that you guys are talking, we're trying to engage more. So, yeah, let us, uh, they're let us know what They're talking because they're take fan uh, mail. You know where to hit us up? Yeah. <laughs> at some point, we'll go and set up some sort of a mailing box, but not now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know where to find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify has been great. Podbean. We're pretty much everywhere, uh, with the exception of sadly, at the end of this month, we'll no longer be on SoundCloud. We've been burned enough times. Oh, no. We're done. Oh, SoundCloud. Sorry. I'm like,
3: huh? What? I forgot oh, yeah, we were no, still no, on man. there. I'll, I'll tell you guys we outside of
0: podcasts some of our upload woes that have been going on. Uh, but, for, uh, for a second yeah, there, I thought you said situation. Spotify.
3: I'm like, wait, what did we do? But no, never mind. Okay, SoundCloud, yeah. No,
0: SoundCloud, SoundCloud.
3: Yeah, I no. forgot yeah. SoundCloud yeah. was still a thing
0: Yeah It barely is It barely is Anyway thank you so much for listening We'll catch you next time Bye Bye everybody Bye Bye, Bye. Bye.